Murphy. Welcome to Talk in the Talk. How are you today? Hi, I am doing fine. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to talk to you because the last time I talked to you was back in 2014 here in Atlanta when you were oh, on the road with Alveti. That's a long time ago. I know it was. I pro- you probably don't remember because I'm sure you do a lot <laughs> of press, but I was actually on the bus with you. And for some reason, I was supposed to be doing the interview. It was supposed to be around Elvati, but at the time, you had just put out the Seller Darling album. And I was so excited about it that that's all we talked about. <laughs> so oh, cool. I ended up not being able to publish it because that was all we talked about at the time, you know. Oh, really? so, oh that's cool. <laughs> but what I, one of the things I remember the most was that I was well. First off, I was I was a fan of yours to begin with uh, in Elvati because I just thought it was so fascinating that someone played a fucking hurdy gurdy on stage in a metal band. You know, like you never saw that. You know. Um, but during that interview, one of the things we spoke about was how much you were enjoying. Um, Seller Darling and how much you were enjoying doing things like going to like the little cafes and stuff and playing on the do you, you know what I mean like the the smaller shows and things like that at, yeah. that at that time did you have an idea at all that Seller Darling was going to take on a life of its own or like were you at that time considering it or did you even think that it was going to be what it is now uh, no, I had I had no idea at the time. Um, I've always liked the ring of those two words, seller darling, and I always thought, you know, this could be potentially a good band name, but I would have never thought at the time that this would actually happen, maybe as a side project or something, but seller darling was born very suddenly and very unexpectedly, as you might have witnessed Yes, because it's funny. Because, like I said, when we were talking in 2014, it was that was that was all it was. Like it had just really started, you know. And I remember you saying, like, "Oh, I don't know what's gonna become of it or whatever." And then all this, you know. Then you know, fast forward to you know, what was it, 14, 15, like three years later, and you're putting out you know the, the spell, and it yeah. is such a monstrous record because I felt like with the first Seller Darling album. You know, as much as I enjoyed it, I felt like you were still trying to kind of figure out, you know, kind of come into your own, you know, being that you had been in a band for so long. But with this album, you really stepped out, and I, and it almost comes out across like you're more comfortable in your own skin as being seller darling, if that makes sense. Uh, do you do you feel that way, or am I kind of just seeing things on my own like that? No, I think it makes sense. Um... You know, I, I'm always a person that is searching a bit. I'm never too confident in the current state I'm mm-hmm. in. Um, so, you know, the from the moment I've been creating music until now, it's been a huge search. I think it's like that with many musicians. We can get lost in, in our music. That's the, the great thing about it. Mm-hmm. And but I think with the spell, we we did mature our sound. Um, I think you were comparing it to "This Is the Sound," right? You weren't comparing it to my solo. No, album. I was comparing it to "This Is the Sound." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, I wasn't sure for a moment, but yeah, I think um, basically we took the elements we loved most in "This Is the Sound" and decided to take those one step further. 
I mean, it really does sound like, because like what I feel like with this is the sound, like I said, as much as I loved the album, which I really did, um, it, it was like, it was one of those things where I just couldn't, like I, I couldn't believe that it was. It just sounded so different in a, in a great way. You know what I mean? Like it's like in within three years time or two years time or whatever. You know that it was like. And I don't know, was it necessarily like the music and the lyrics and whatnot that you were coming up with? Because this one sounds much more like a solid, like almost like a conceptualized kind of thing. Because I mean, obviously, you know, you've got songs that all seem to cover different concepts you know like you've got pain death love sleep (laughs) insomnia you know what i mean and like so obviously there's some sort of a concept there did the the it is yeah it it is a concept album so did the the so did it being a concept album actually tie in that sound to you and kind of reel it in to make it more like you know focused or whatever it is well, yeah, the, what was really special about the process this time is that the lyrical concept was there before the music, and as was the track list, by the way. So we basically wrote the music according to the story, according to the track list. Mm-hmm. And that's something we've never done before. On This Is The Sound, you hear an eclectic collection of stories. Right. In which the music was there before the lyrics. So I would, when I would write lyrics, I would listen to the music and I would think, okay, what is the music telling me? The music told us what the stories are. And this time it was the other way around. Um, And it is, it is a story from beginning to end. So that was a really special and very inspiring process. And I think that's also the main reason why the album sounds the way it does. There was it kind of the story just guided us musically it really did and also to correct myself what from earlier you're right it was it was you hadn't come up with the seller darling you were talking about the concept of it at the time of what you wanted to do you hadn't come up with seller darling yet at the time so i just wanted to correct myself in case i confused you because <laughs> i know in 2014 I seller thought, darling didn't exist yet but i remembered I, you talking and, about the concept I have a, of it I have a solo album called seller darling oh that's what it was okay yeah. good okay good yeah, so yeah. then i do stay okay it, then I, okay, no no you're right yeah. it's just it confuses people because seller darling the album is my solo work and right. seller darling band is the band and it caused a lot of confusion but it's it's basically um yeah it's just i don't know how to explain it yeah actually it's funny because being a musician myself you don't have to because i totally understand but that's why i was like when i was looking at my notes i was like wait a minute seller darling where did i get and then i remembered that was the name of your album but but i just thought what i what i I thought about what was so interesting about that interview back then that we did like i said in 2014 was that you know even though with the solo album like you and i talked about this concept of how you were kind of like you know, oh, I kind of, I, I miss doing like the smaller little things in like small shows and like playing in like cafes and things like that. And you're like, I like to do that in my off time. And I kind of felt like you were kind of brewing towards something that like wanted to get you back to your roots, you know? Yeah. Um, and then since putting out you know, the albums as, as the band seller, darling, um, how are you feeling as far as being a touring musician with this? Because you're no longer just 
the player anymore. You're this is like your thing now. So what's the difference to you between that and being a member of uh, Elvati? Um, well, I actually in Elvati, I very much enjoyed being on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. It might sound weird, but um, I don't like being in the center. I don't like being in the spotlight. And it's just a bit unfortunate that, you know, the music history, it has just kind of come forth that the singer is the person to be in the spotlight and to be in the center. Mm-hmm. And I'm not badass enough to pull off something <laughs> like you know, staying with my back to the audience or being, because, you know, you can do what you want. It's not like, you know, there's any rules, but, you know, there has to be a really good concept if you, if you want to pull off the, I'm a shy singer thing. And I just don't have that yet. Um, but I have grown very confident over the past two years. I wouldn't say very confident. I would just say more confident than before. And what I'm doing is I'm just, you know, telling people who I am straightforward. I'm not, I don't pretend to be something I'm not. Um, It's a very intimate show. Sometimes I like to talk, sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the, that's the kind of singer you're getting at the moment. Um, What I'm working on is playing more instruments which I can kind of hide behind live, that would make me feel more comfortable. Ah, so that, yeah. yeah, that's still kind of a work in progress thing. But so far, you know, it's worked out really well. Um, I think, you know, this kind of awkward weirdo that I am at times, it, it actually speaks <laughs> to people. It, it doesn't, you know, make the show weird. It just makes it unique. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the American uh, band out of California, a band called Mazzy Star. Uh, their vocalist, no. Hope Sandoval, uh, yeah, they've been around since the since the 90s. Um, mm-hmm. But th- she was very much like that, too. She was very much like a very in the she didn't like lights on her she liked to be backlit she didn't really do a whole lot but she preferred to let the music and the lyrics dictate how the show was or what the show was about and Mm -hmm. i agree with what you said like if you're gonna do something like that or if that's how you choose to perform your music needs to be upheld to a certain standard and i think that the concept but i mean like i could even just see you performing behind a screen on you know with like visuals and whatnot because the concept and the and the lyrics are so strong on this album yeah so like uh, do you miss the extensive touring that lvt used to do um i guess sometimes i do um mm. But I really enjoy what we're doing as well, especially since we just take a lot of time with things. Um, We took a lot of time in the studio for the spell and really just worked on details and and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, the playing live, it's just something that's developing. Right. And I love being on tour, but I also love being at home and working on music. Uh, Celerally not being my only project, I have tons of other stuff that I'm working on. I have my studio productions that I'm doing. So I'm actually very happy if I'm not on tour the entire year because it gives me time to focus on some other things as well. So for me, ideal would be a kind of 50-50 balance. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because that's one of the things I always noticed about you, which is what I always loved, was that you're you're always immersed in music in one form or another, whether it's your own or whether you're doing a project for someone else. Um, like I, I remember you even you were even a guest on one of my friends' albums on Holy Grail. Like you played oh, on, yeah, yeah. yeah th- those guys are good friends of mine, you know. And so, like, you know, I love the fact that you're one of those types of musicians who doesn't record hit the road come home and do nothing like you seem to be happy just being immersed in music in general yeah yeah definitely so with that being said um like i said the new album is about to come out like what are your hopes and expectations for the album as far as reception from the audience or like just in general um i don't have any because you know i cannot control what the outcome is or what people will think mm-hmm. and that's good uh, you know i don't want to control people's minds that would be a lot of work if <laughs> possible be a, be a nightmare <laughs> yeah, um, no so i'm i live in the moment completely i put uh, a lot of hard work and a lot of emotion into the album and that happened in the moment and all i can do now is see what happens um that's what we did with the last album and it turned out pretty good and now i'm just really curious i'm not expecting anything i'm just very curious to to hear and to see uh, what people how people react yeah and so the funny thing is is that because like i said you definitely created um a good strong buzz with the debut Seller Darling album. With this one, there really seems to be a lot of buzz, especially here in the States. I mean, there's a lot of anticipation from what I've seen. Like, a lot of people are really looking forward to it coming out. Do you think there's a chance that you'll come over to the States to tour behind it? Or or are you, again, are are you just, like you said, kind of happy just sticking to maybe doing some, like, you know, European festivals and not making this a big touring thing oh there has to be because we we love touring over there Mm -hmm. Uh, we played proc power and then we had some of our own club shows and it was just amazing we were received so well and the audience there is just amazing for us and i i feel that people really understand our music over there so we are actually working very hard on coming back with the spell as soon as possible the only question is how you know if we're if we're going to do it in the form of supporting another band if we're going to do a co-headliner thing or if we're going to do our own shows right that's in the works but we cannot miss out on visiting you guys so we'll Well, definitely come over there well, that makes me super happy because I, yeah. I, I'm dying to see this live, especially yeah. now to kind of go back to the live thing. Now, because of this being a conceptual album, one of the things I did love was that the songs definitely can be listened to out of context and still be enjoyed. Um, would you play these songs out of context or is it one of those type of things where you, you kind of envision playing the album in its entirety in order to get the vision of the album across? That's actually a good question. We haven't really tried, well, we haven't played it live so Mm -hmm. far. Um, The set list we're working on right now is actually a mix. So the 
the spell songs they are going to be played in a kind of chronological order but we're not going to play all of them just because we want to play quite a few songs from our debut album as well because we just feel that being a new band and only having two albums it would be a shame to only focus on the new one especially because people they haven't really seen us live yet right and if play all the songs from the spell it would just be a long ass show which i got <laughs> off at this point um yeah but we'll see maybe maybe we're we're just gonna be sad if we don't play the whole one and then we'll end up doing it anyways but yeah i don't know you know like i even picture it kind of like maybe even being kind of an event kind of thing like i could see you doing like a one like i don't know maybe for like a like a dvd or something where you would do the whole album and it's full and have like i don't know i always like to think outside of the box when it comes to live performances like like i said again uh, you know the spell with to me was such a visual record when, i mean i've listened to the album five times since i got it uh two days ago wow. yes I, I i'm not kidding you <laughs> i've listened to it five times because i love it i, I just couldn't stop because I heard something different every time I listened to it. And so I get a lot of these visuals. So all I could picture was like, you know, like maybe they could do a show where there'd be like a screen and, you know, it would have all the visuals that went along with each song. And then it kind of told the story as it went along and this, that, and the other. So uh, you can totally steal that idea if you decide to use it. You know? oh, we've actually had, we've had these ideas too. Um, I mean, we've been talking about everything. It included visuals. It even included dancers at some point. We got it got kind of out of hand at, at one point. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're absolutely going to try and incorporate a visual um, part of the show. It's actually it's all a matter of you know financing it. And um, oh yeah, yeah. This is this is where it gets boring and realistic. But. Um, yeah, maybe, you know, it's interesting for people to hear that, you know, we're a band that is just starting out and we just don't have the financial possibilities to to do all this awesome stuff that, that big bands do, you know? But um, it is fun to dream big, though, especially when you... Yeah, but, you know, it, when you have an album that actually has the listener thinking like that, I would say that that's a very successful thing musically and artistically that you've done yeah so i mean so again so with with the with the album the recording process you work a lot in the studio obviously you've worked you worked very hard on the album and everything is it hard to separate yourself from the role of being you know usually being a studio person and then being a musician playing on the album because i know that there, there, you, you have to separate the two when you're doing one of the other is that is that a hard role for you to split sometimes or um actually i'm doing pretty fine but that is only due to working with another producer um because i'm not i'm not fully producing the album myself i'm doing it with tommy fetterly right. who also produced our last album and he I mean, he does most of the, the technical work. I, I record I recorded some of the stuff, but not all of it. And he does the mix and I just kind of chime in and, you know, I'm chime in to be a bitch about certain stuff and then he changes it. 
but um i mean he this time he had a huge influence on us also while songwriting uh with some of the songs uh we just had sketches and he would actually also work with us um as a you know a real producer how you know it from from all the movies like telling us what to play and trying out stuff and that was really awesome and i i need that because uh like you said i you know it's it's really hard to to be split and i think you need or at least i need a person to tell me and to guide me at times and tell me what which ideas are good and which ones are bad and which ones can be changed yeah stuff like that yes because i know as an artist it's very hard sometimes to relinquish that control where you you know like when i when i was a solo artist and i was doing music on my own and i was doing my own home recordings and i had total control over everything the very first time i ever went into the studio with my band i just remember thinking like this is really hard. Like I want, I want to be back there, you know, but then all of a sudden I was like, Oh wait, I actually just get to be a musician and let him deal with it. But then say like, Hey, can you actually make that a little different? You know, like you said, chime in and kind of, you know, bitch about things, you know, instead of doing it all yourself. Yeah. I think, you know, I can also imagine doing everything by myself. It's not that it's impossible, but you know, we, we work so well together and include other people. Also, we had um, the pianist, Freddy Schneider, who was also on our last album. He also gave a lot of input and, and wrote parts. And I just think it's important to kind of, it makes you hear things differently. And we're just the kind of band that functions really well at cooperating because we're also a band that writes together. It's not like we have a mastermind who, who tells everybody what to do. So it's, I think it's really important to, to always be in, in contact and exchange ideas. Cause I think that's kind of what, what makes you develop as a musician as well. Yeah, because it also takes a lot of the stress off of you artistically to feel like you have to be the one to come up with everything like it's nice to have people in, that you're working closely with that you trust with yeah to, just to to you know collaborate so that it it is more of a unified effort as opposed to here i wrote this you play this you play this you know absolutely so one of the things i wanted to ask you about too was that um the hurdy-gurdy I know that that's not yeah. that's not a very traditional instrument, and you've been asked about this a lot, I'm sure. But for some of my listeners who don't know, like that that was what you were known for for playing in uh, Elvati. Um, mm-hmm. With Cellar Darling, you're actually playing some other instruments as well. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that and how how it feels to expand instead of being tied to just one instrument? Uh, it feels really great, actually. Um, I love the hurdy-gurdy, but at some point, I always get bored with stuff. And <laughs> I'm a person who likes to do a lot of things. And I don't do all of them that well, but I like to half-ass my way through 10 things instead of doing one thing perfectly. I uh, love that. That's what I always tell people. I say I always tell people I'd rather play three instruments mediocre than to play one really well. 
you know, I also, I, I absolutely also admire the other thing, being, you know, a virtuoso at, at something. Right. But it's just not, it doesn't fit to my personality. I, I couldn't do it. And so, yeah, I'm playing the flute on, on the album, which I kind of rediscovered for myself. I, I used to play it as a child and mm-hmm. then I quit. And it's a beautiful instrument. It just makes me, it just makes me feel nice when I play it. Um, and it fits too. I think it fits the atmosphere. I totally agree. Yeah, it totally fits the sound. And um, I guess because I know we're running out of time and you have a lot of interviews, but I God, I could talk to you all day, I feel like. Um, <laughs> was it the overall sound, especially on this album, it's obviously going to be very different from Elvati because the creative nucleus is completely different. Um, this album in general seems much more melodic, much more kind of not subdued in a negative way but subdued in the sense that you know there there's room for the songs to breathe there's melody there's rhythm there's things like that um is that something that you craved while you were in LVT sometimes like that that kind of drew you to the vision of Cellar Darling not really i um i wasn't craving you know Elvati to be different. Elvati was exactly like it it should be. Mm-hmm. And I was really enjoying myself, but I always needed other outlets. I always needed to have side projects. And I was really happy with that constellation. You know, I had the main band that is very successful, but then I would have my weird side projects where I could just do what I wanted. And actually it was perfect like that. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't missing anything, but I am just a completely different songwriter than Kriegel. And that's perfectly fine. And I think that's what people are hearing now that, you know, when, Evo writes songs when I write songs when we write songs together with the whole band they're just going to sound completely different because we're different people um I think we focus more on you know if we have a a good riff or a good melody or whatever we really focus on that and we only add things that are necessary I don't like to I'm not the type of person to write tons and tons of stuff um tons of layers Right. Just just I'm not that type of musician, but I think the you know, the other thing is great too. It's just, you know, a matter of personality, I guess, and taste. Yeah, yeah, and I really feel like the folk element is a lot stronger in Cellar Darling, especially with the new album. From a lyrical and and a vocal standpoint because again, like being able to hear every word you're saying and be able you know to understand the lyric and and then for it to kind of follow the melody of the song really yeah for a concept album that to me that's a very important thing and i felt like that that was achieved very well cool i'm glad to hear that yeah and so so was it hard was it um not hard but to to become the main lead singer like you said like like you know when you go echoing back to your first solo album was that kind of what sparked it for you that you were like you know what i think i could do this on my own uh honestly i didn't really think about that at all um i've always loved singing because i just feel that i can express 
what I what I want to tell people or you know the stories that I create I can just express it the best with the voice for me the voice is just another one of my instruments that I play um, and I've always loved singing I don't know if I love being a singer as much as I love <laughs> singing um, but you know I just I just do stuff without thinking too much. I just dive in and see what happens. And either I fail and I learn and I grow or, you know, I do it okay and then it's fine. <laughs> Nothing happens then. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever you've done, you've done it great. I think you've pulled it off extremely well. And I think the spell is such a huge growth for you from your very first solo album to where it is now to the point to where I'm already looking forward to seeing what lies ahead for us from you. And I can't thank you enough for making such an incredible record that has been such an awesome listen. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Well, cool. So the spell comes out in 2019 on Nuclear Blast. And before we close that, is there anything you'd like to add to like the fans that are listening or anything like that? Well, just thank you very much for the support. And I really hope to see all of you at a gig someday. That would be fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, you make it to Atlanta. I'll bring a bottle of wine. We'll chat. We'll have a good time. It'll be fun. That's going to be great. <laughs> or whatever else you like to drink. I don't know what you like oh, to drink. <laughs> red wine. I'm a red wine person. Oh, see, I'm usually a white wine guy, but you know what? For you, I'll, I'll bring the red. It'll be good. White is okay, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Anna, thank you so much again, and I know you have a busy day, so uh, congratulations on a great album and best of luck with everything, and I hope we'll get, to see, so you on the, hope we'll get to see you on the road. I hope so, too. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day and good luck with all the press. Thank you. You, too. Okay, Anna. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.